Hey gorgeous, having trouble losing weight? Feeling tired, brain foggy, and just plain not like yourself? And you know your hormones are a part of the problem, but your doctor really doesn't have any answers for you and says it's normal for your age. The truth is, if you're a woman and not in tip top 100% shape, then your hormones are always a part of the problem and you need to be properly tested and treated. You could be suffering from hormonal poverty and that's a horrible place to live. Go now to thehormoneclub.com and find out how you can qualify to get your hormone levels properly tested and treated via telemedicine in your state provided by board certified medical doctors. At thehormoneclub.com, we know that every woman deserves to be hormonally rich and enjoy all the benefits that this brings. At thehormoneclub.com, you'll get what you need to lose weight, regain energy, balance your hormones and your moods, feel sexy and confident, and master midlife. See you at thehormoneclub.com. Hi, Brilliant Healthers. It's Dr. Kieran. Just wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by the Shine Energizing Detoxifying Balancing Morning Breakfast Replacement Shake with 18 grams of low-carb protein and a wonderful vanilla latte flavor and plant-based protein, as well as vitamins, minerals, and detoxification nutrients to help power you through your day and 81 grams of clean caffeine from the green Kona bean from Hawaii. Hawaii, you can put it in your shaker bottle with water out the door, no blender necessary. Shine Shake, available at KieranDunstonMD.com. You're listening to Her Brilliant Health Radio, episode number 52. She used to deliver babies, but now she delivers exceptional wellness for women. Welcome to Her Brilliant Health Radio, where holistic women's health expert and board-certified OBGYN Dr. Kieran Dunstan shares revolutionary insight from leading experts on what you need to know today to treat the root cause of disease, heal, and create the radiant health you've been searching for. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Kieran here with another episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. Today my guest is Mindy Gorman-Plutzer. We're going to be talking about disordered eating, a functional approach. Why current mainstream practices for disordered eating or eating disorders such as anorexia, bulimia, food addictions are not working and how a functional approach can really help and what's involved with that. So Mindy Gorman-Plutzer is a certified functional nutrition and lifestyle practitioner, board-certified integrative health coach, and certified eating psychology coach who empowers people to make nourishing lifestyle and nutritional choices as they learn to connect to the healthy wisdom of their bodies while healing from disordered eating behaviors. She is the author of The Freedom Promise, Seven Steps to Stop Fearing What Food Will Do to You and Start Embracing What It Can Do for You and details the unique path she created for people suffering from eating disorders that addresses the root cause dysfunction. She brings 23 years of nutritional counseling experience to her work as well as a personal path that has become her passion, she'll share that with you, and introduces a unique functional approach to simple and complex health issues relating to or resulting from eating disorders. Welcome, Mindy. Thank you. It's great to have you on the show. 
So you are passionate about helping people integrate a functional approach when they're recovering from eating disorders. Tell us about that. Yes. Well, I've learned through my professional, clinical, as well as personal experience that the present conventional recovery model is not sustainable. It's not sustainable because we're not taking a deep dive into basically what we look at when we look at the functional matrix. We're not looking at genetics. We're not looking at story. And we're not looking at the gut. We're not paying homage the way we should be to the connection between the microbiome and the brain. Mm-hmm. And when we think about what years of disordered eating behaviors could be doing to upset that beautiful balance in the microbiome. What's that dysbiosis doing to mental health? What's the impact? So I like to say that we need to take a deeper dive and look at what physiology is doing to psychology. And conversely, what is psychology? How is psychology impacting physiology? We don't really know what came first. But we do know that there is a huge genetic component to eating disorders. 60 to 85% of eating disorders are rooted in genetics. Uh, Bring me up to speed on that. Well, that is the research that I've been introduced to recently. There is a huge genetic component. If you you take a family history, um, very often down the line, there are reports of familial behavioral traits that speak to disordered eating behaviors. Right, but I think, you know, we've shown pretty clearly with epigenetics that 10 to 20% of any disorder might be genetic, but that with epigenetics, it's really what turns those genes on and off. And so I... I would, I would have a hard time believing that that percentage was genetic. So genetic determinism, I think, has kind of gone by the wayside now that, now that we know about epigenetics. But let's back up a minute. Okay. Eating disorders. Let's define for everybody what we are talking about when we're talking about eating disorders. Are you talking about anorexia nervosa? Are you talking about bulimia? Are you, what are you talking about? Are you talking about food addiction? What is it? I'm talking about anorexia nervosa, bulimia nervosa, binge eating disorder. And I see a lot of women in my practice who are are struggling with disordered eating, which basically is coming from a misinformation. So, And and what does that look like, disordered eating? It looks like fearing a food group, deciding that carbs are bad, right? Fat is bad. Are they? (laughs) <laughs> not in my book what? you know basically <laughs> nah, nah. but basically it's you know about limiting and toxic beliefs when it comes to food you know fearing what food will do to you rather than embracing what it can do for you which has become my tagline basically mm-hmm. you know um and let's take anorexia for example um it, it's, a, it's an issue about control, right? Restricting food intake. Um, I see people that suffer with anorexia who are purging. It's, it's a control issue, right? Um, bulimia very often is rooted in, in a need to sedate oneself. 
Mm -hmm. um, they're all coping strategies, self-soothing strategies that have gone awry. Um, another statistic, though, that I've recently learned is that 90 to 98% of people struggling with eating disorders are also struggling with some sort of dysbiosis and digestive dysfunction. Okay. Now, very often those symptoms remain long after the eating disorder behaviors have subsided. Um, so that begs the question, what came first? So, right. Right. right but I'm not surprised that I, I think we're going to find in the next coming decades that the microbiome is really associated with so many disorders. And we're going to find out that we're being controlled by bugs, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, our genes are for sure, and I'm gonna. We're gonna find out that our behavior totally is. Um, so, for everybody listening who maybe they've seen media, images, movies, or heard about people with anorexia, could you talk about and what these different disorders are? What what? How are they defined? Okay. Well, anorexia nervosa is is primarily defined as severe restricting of one's food, um, calories, um, the uh, medic, I medically defined somebody would be um, at 85% or less of their ideal weight. Okay. However, you could be st struggling with anorexia, anorexic behaviors, anorexic thoughts, and be of a quote-unquote normal weight, mm -hmm. right? You know, there's, there's a huge anti-diet movement today called health at every size mm -hmm. right so um where is we're not fat shaming we're not judging people based on what their weight is um it it speaks to the motivation behind the behavior right and so you said anorexic thoughts and behavior right. so what is the motivation behind the behavior you talked about control yeah. how does that develop what is the typical uh developmental process for someone with anorexia it's very individual mm -hmm. you know very often there are triggers uh such as messages interpretation of messages beliefs about oneself self-esteem not doing the work, not emerging as a, as a whole, um, feeling that your self-esteem is tied to a number, a size, um, and, and really needing to be something other than you're not, striving for that image of vision of perfection, which, let's face it, perfection is only a perception that is usually not rooted in reality. Right. And so if I understand it correctly, there's also this component of disordered body image where when yes. people with anorexia look in the mirror, they actually see themselves as fat. Exactly. exactly. And, and they're not. Right. Uh, so body, there's, body dysmorphic disorder. Yes. And then the, the control issue. I think a lot of people might be confused about that. How is that a control issue? Can you help them understand? Of that? course. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to say that how we do everything, one thing is how we do everything. And very often how we perceive our experience is going to be carried over into 
whatever we're doing in our lives. So if we feel our life is out of control for whatever reason, whether it be finances, whether it be um, caregiving responsibilities, whether it be relational, and we don't feel we have control very often in the person with the anorexic thinking, they're going to feel the only thing they have control over is their body. Mm-hmm. Truth, so- be, truth be told, that, that might be the case, but it morphs into something bigger. And then that control, really, it, the fear and the control starts controlling them. And so then not eating is a way of controlling the body? Yeah. And, and it, also, it also creates almost a feeling of euphoria. Mm-hmm. The fasting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the same with the bulimia nervosa is you're controlling the food, you're controlling what goes in, and you're controlling what goes out. So it's just a different form of control. Right, exactly. And then there's binge eating disorder, which mm-hmm. basically is consuming huge quantities of food, bypassing the hunger and fullness signals mm-hmm. in an effort to sedate oneself. Mm-hmm. And usually the foods that are being consumed during episodes like that are high fat, high sugar, highly refined, which light up the reward centers of the brain. Yeah, dopamine. Let's go. I mean, Oreos are more addictive yes. than cocaine. That's what they say. <laughs> they did the study at Princeton in rats, yes. and the, the rats were killing themselves pushing the lever to get the Oreos. Right. So highly addictive. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. So what is a functional approach? Are you talking about integrating functional medicine into, so looking at the microbiome for people with these types of disorders? Is that what you're meaning? Yeah. Okay, well, let's understand. I'm not a doctor. Right. Okay. My, I have um, work as a, I've been trained as a functional nutrition and lifestyle practitioner, Mm -hmm. and I have certification as an eating psychology coach Mm -hmm. full transparency i'll also say that i'm a woman in recovery Mm -hmm. so i've done the work and i understand that it takes empowerment to experience sustainable and lasting recovery recovery from anything Mm -hmm. is not sustainable without feeling empowered Mm -hmm. i just want to backtrack a little bit the model today for eating disorder recovery that's Mm -hmm. working on the food piece not talking about the therapy piece because there are some wonderful therapists out there Mm -hmm. but the the piece that that deals with weight restoration the all foods fit model the one size fits all model Mm -hmm. is not sustainable it is anything but empowering and it's not looking at the issues of the microbiome that has been severely damaged by years of restricting and purging and binging. So So, mm -hmm. so that's where where I'm stepping in with this functional approach. So I'm looking at, yes, the microbiome, um, but I'm also looking at behaviors. You know, the first thing we, the first phase of the work that I do is, you know, it's basically tier one, which is clearing the clutter, clearing the muddy waters. Now, that could be totally behavioral at first, you mm-hmm. know, 
getting rid of the purging behaviors, looking at the, the thoughts, looking at someone's story, having them ask the real questions, asking them to get intimate with their whole self, right? The darkness and the light. That's so much a part of healing from anything, mm-hmm. right? So that, that's where we start. And then there, of course, is the deficiency piece. Where are we nutritionally deficient, of course, from malabsorption, again, the microbiome, um, years of restricting, not having enough, nutritional deficiencies brought on by just eating the wrong types of food, right? But where are we deficient in our lives, right? The skill side of the matrix, how is your sleep? How are your relationships? How is your hydration? What mm-hmm. kind of movement are you engaging in? So it's, it's really a multifaceted process, and that's where I'm talking about bringing in a functional approach. Mm-hmm. Okay, not so much the functional medicine piece, but the, the functional understanding mm-hmm. of how what we're doing is affecting every system of the body. Right. No, I, I understand that. So, yes, looking at the, the whole function. So what, what is a, the current paradigm? You talked about one size fits all. Does it treat food eating disorders as an addiction or what, what is the current approach? The current approach that I have witnessed visiting residential treatment centers around the country and visiting many outpatient um, treatment programs here in my city is to basically expose the the patients, the ones struggling with eating disorder, to all kinds of food, right? In other words, if you don't eat this piece of pizza, then it's your eating disorder talking. But the pizza, I I have a stomachache after I eat the pizza. So what's happening is then they're, they're going for extra therapy sessions instead of looking at, hey, you know what? Maybe there's an imbalance going on here in the, in the microbiome, and maybe we need to swap out some of the food for better quality food that speaks to this person's physiological needs. That's not being done. Or maybe you know, they're gluten-sensitive, dairy-sensitive. Exactly. Right, right. And unless you, unless you show up to one of these centers with a note clinically diagnosing you with celiac, they're not going to respect the fact that gluten perhaps is not the best choice for you. So, so eating disorders are suffering from the same types of dysfunction in mainstream medicine that everybody else is when they go to the hospital and have substandard eating or food preparation uh, when they're inpatients. It's the not nurturing food, not high-density plant-based food. Right. And, and the other issue that I feel very strongly about is that this type of diet, um, depleting diet, this anti-nutrient diet, right. is also feeding the anxiety of, of the people that are suffering okay, on, on two levels, mm-hmm. at least two levels. Okay, First of all, what's happened to their brain chemistry, their neurotransmitters, right? Um, right. The second part is the anxiety that is being fostered by them not feeling well and, and being totally disempowered, not being able to make the choices 
based on what their bodies tell them. You mm -hmm. talk about her brilliant health. Her brilliant health happens when she listens to her body, mm -hmm. when she listens to the wisdom of her body, when she stops all the chatter from the outside and turns inward, when she can ask herself those tough questions and sit with herself long enough to wait for the answers. Right. That's, that's when the brilliance appears. Yes, and, and, I, and I understand completely what you're saying about when you're in a nutrient-depleted state, which if you have been diagnosed with anorexia nervosa, you are. You don't have the building blocks to make neurotransmitters in sufficient quantities, which are amino acids, which are the breakdown products of proteins, and vitamins and minerals. You don't have those. So if you are limited in your neurochemicals, your neurotransmitters, nerves can't talk to each other in the brain well what happens you don't have enough dopamine you don't have enough serotonin happy hormone dopamine is the empowering hormone you don't have enough uh, acetylcholine which is the calming hormone or neurotransmitter they're they're almost interchangeable because they're created in one place and take information to another just on a different scale so that's not being looked at is what you're saying and that's a tragedy yes and and if we take that and, and add it to our knowledge of how strong the healing power of mindset is, right? right? At the same time, mindset can be terribly destructive. So we need to, as healers, we need to do whatever we can to foster that healing environment from within. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to create a loving support system and help somebody eat what it's deemed that they need to eat, mm -hmm. right? We've got to create that from within. And, and so how do we do that? <laughs> by doing shows like this, mm -hmm. by spreading the message. You know, I'm creating an online course right now, an mm -hmm. eight-week course that speaks to just this. Mm -hmm. It is actually bringing my book to life, Seven Steps to... Stop fearing what food will do to you and start um, embracing what food can do for you. Mm -hmm. um, it chronicles my own recovery. And um, add, I added to that the knowledge that I gained since I wrote the book five years ago with mm -hmm. functional medicine nutrition and speaks very much into the gut-brain connection and how it impacts eating disorders, disordered eating, anxiety, and all the anxiety that surrounds it. So hopefully it will get out there and more, we can have more and more conversations like this with like-minded professionals mm -hmm. and change the way we do recovery. Mm -hmm. And what was your journey through healing? What happened and then how did you come to the realizations that helped you create the freedom promise okay well it was a long journey you know i i spent the greater part of my adult life fearing what food would do to me as i as i just said you know i realized that so many of the years where i could have been growing and 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 blossoming and becoming the woman i wanted to be was spent trying to either take weight off or put weight on and um, I had finally gotten a handle on it, actually. It was in my late 40s. And then my husband of 28 years was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And it plummeted me into the depths of despair. Mm 
Hmm. And being that I didn't have the greatest coping skills to begin with, mm-hmm. I fell back into some very, very destructive and unhealthy addictive behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, how I treated my body was one of them. Uh, so deciding that I had a choice, that my daughters did not deserve to lose both parents, I immersed myself in self-discovery. Mm-hmm. And part of that process was educating myself really, truthfully, authentically to um, the science of nutrition, you know, rather than just being an expert on every diet that was out there as I was a professional dieter. Mm -hmm. Um, And that led me to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I became a certified health coach. That led me to Mark David's Institute for the Psychology Mm -hmm. of Eating, and I was Mm -hmm. certified as an eating psychology coach. Mm -hmm. And through that, I met Andrea Nakayama, and I went through her Mm -hmm. certification, full body systems and functional nutrition, and then finished her advanced certification as a functional nutrition and lifestyle practitioner. It was that final leg, the functional nutrition, Mm -hmm. and really understanding what food can do for us, how food is medicine, to use the cliche and and something I so believe in, that I was able to connect the dots of how I came to feel empowered, that for me, it was not listening to the dietitians who really meant well and wanted recovery for me. It wasn't about the weekly doctor weigh-ins or the therapy sessions. It was about me connecting to my body mm-hmm. and really listening. And as I said, asking the, the questions that was scary. Who would I be without this behavior? How you right? Mm-hmm. Who would I be when I let myself feel my feelings? Right. Right. Who would I be even when I was out for dinner with friends and I ordered something deviant to what I usually ordered and they said to me, you're eating that. Yeah. So it was owning my truth and, and really learning how to love all of me finding self-compassion, letting go of parts of my story that I was attached Mm -hmm. to. And I'm a big believer that transformation is not about what we do to change. It's about what we let go of in order to be. Uh, I love that. Yeah. And, and that's, that's how I live every day. What can I let go of that's not serving me well? Mm -hmm. So whether it's a toxic limiting belief about myself or about food or about my body? Is it serving me? What can I do to love myself, be self-kind, not self-indulgent? Flaws and all. And, and that's vital for healing from any illness. From anything. Anything. Everything. Anything. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's about accepting our humanity. Mm -hmm. You know, it introduces us to our soul. And for me, this work has become soul driven. And explain what you mean by that. It is such a part of me. I believe so deeply to my very core in the fact that we need to change the way we are approaching eating disorders and and those that are suffering, really suffering with them. We need to give them better tools. We need to help them navigate the triggers 
not manage the eating disorder, right? Mm -hmm. We need to teach them skills that can get them through their life. We need to talk about the importance of sleep. We need to talk about the importance mm -hmm. of common relationships. We need to talk about the importance of really connecting with people face-to-face. -face. We need to talk about the power healing, the, the powerful healing of touch. We need to talk about human connection. But mm -hmm. it's very difficult to truly connect to another human being if we're afraid to connect to ourselves. Yes. So we've got to teach people that they can always come home to themselves. You know, I talk about that sacred space of, of solitude that we can always come home to. Mm -hmm. That's in us. That so many of us leave behind when we disconnect from our bodies. Mm -hmm. Because back to the, the eating disorder, and the dis person who's struggling with disordered eating behaviors, they're totally disconnected from their bodies. Yes. All they're connected to are the thoughts in their head. Right. Cut off here at the thyroid. That's why women have so many problems with their thyroid from the heart and the body. And just listening to you, I'm just reminded that really eating disorders are being treated like they are the problem in our culture, just like overweight is treated like it is the problem. But what I help women understand all the time is it is not the problem. It is a symptom of the problem. And then you've got the root causes, which in functional medicine, we talk about hormones hormone imbalance, toxicity, nutritional deficiency, but we've got to talk about that mental, emotional, spiritual piece, and are we at home in our body? Do we even know what that means? I was just talking to a woman before we got on who said that uh, when she was first diagnosed with Hashimoto's, she started talking to her therapist about it, and she was saying, I'm really angry, and the therapist said, well, where do you feel that in your body? And she mm -hmm. said, I had no idea what she was right. talking about. Exactly. In my head, I... I'm angry and and most of us don't really know because we're so divorced we've evicted ourselves from our body and so for me the the functional part really has to incorporate everything that you're talking about no question and and also remembering though that the the eating disorder evolves because it basically has adaptive functions Right. I mean, they they end up being maladaptive, but, you know, right. it's comfort, it's nurturance, it's numbing mm -hmm. sedation talked about. And, you know, even the person who's restricting is basically numbing herself because she's denying the basic hunger cue. Right. Which is, you know, I always say hunger is meta metaphoric for appetite, which is metaphoric for life. So if you're cutting yourself off from your hunger, you're cutting yourself off from your life. And I'm not even talking about a nutri nutritional starving. I'm talking about starving yourself from the experience of being, right? And then there's the punishment of the body. There's the cry for help. Then there's that need to self-cleanse, to purify. Then those that feel that they need to avoid intimacy, maybe there's been trauma. So it's so multifaceted. It's very difficult to pinpoint it's so bio individual which takes me back to why the all foods fit one size fits all paradigm is just so insane to me i'm sorry i can't think of a better word 
That's fine. And Mindy, I got chill bumps when you were talking about that because it's so true. And I think that everybody listening really has a a clear picture now of what you're talking about needs to be truly addressed for women to heal from disordered eating of whatever variety it is. It really has to be this holistic functional looking at all these inputs kind of globally and definitely can feel and see your passion which i thank you for sharing with us and i know your book the the freedom promise talks a little bit about this but your program sounds like it's going to you're going to take people by the hand and really help them address these issues going forward and nothing speaks to your expertise Yeah, sure, you've got the credentials, but also you are a patient in addition to being a clinician when it comes to this type of um, dysfunction. But, you know, Dr. Karen, what I've discovered Mm -hmm. since I've been a part of this unbelievable community of of healers that Mm -hmm. I am so blessed to be a part of, Mm -hmm. that so many of us come to this work because of our own experience with healing, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, we, we've experienced it from both sides. And so we bring an empathetic passion to it, um, which allows us to be empathetic leaders, right? We can lead with empathy Mm -hmm. and we, we truly walk the walk and it's, it's just, it brings an authenticity to it that I believe is unparalleled. Yes, we are. We all have that wounded healer archetype for sure. And I, I know when I'm looking for someone to lead me through something that I don't know how to walk through, I want somebody who's done it themselves. I don't want someone who just read about it in a book. I don't want someone who just has a degree in it. I want someone who knows my heart the way they know their heart and they know the pitfalls and perils of walking the path and who can really offer that authenticity. And that's certainly something that you offer and you've given us lots of information to digest, if you will. Yes. (laughs) Well, the the second step in my seven-step program is rest and digest. That's the R in freedom. So, um, yeah, I I really hope that um, people join me for my free masterclass, which will be late this spring, and then mm-hmm. further join me for the course. So if they want information, all they need to do is email me, and I'm very happy to add them to the list to uh, when I make the announcement of the launch. Great, and we will put your contact information in the show notes. We'll put your website and how they can contact you. So we'll have all of that. And we've covered a lot of topics, and people listening may be suffering with some disordered eating, or maybe they have a loved one or family member or friend who is, and they want to know, well, what would be the first three take action steps I would suggest or take myself? What would those be? Reach out for help. Mm-hmm. You know, eating disorders are not a choice, but recovery is. And it's not, this recovery, like any, like any recovery, is not linear. You're not going to go from A to B. There's a lot of ambivalence. I liken it to sitting in a car with one foot on the gas because you want so 
deeply so much to go forward, mm-hmm. but you've got your foot on the brake because you're scared. Yeah. So ask for help. That's number one. Okay. Number two is be willing, be open, be willing, and be curious. Ask the questions. Why? What am I hungry for? So I like to say, honor your hungers, right? Think about entering your body, ask it questions, but listen, include it in the conversation. Mm -hmm. And the most important part is make sure that you surround yourself with what truly nourishes because what truly nourishes us is not found in the kitchen. What nourishes our souls, right? That's right. So yeah. we're going to ask for help. We're going to be willing. And we're going to think about the people, places, and things that can fully nourish and give us the life that we deserve and desire. Oh, I love those. So, yes, if you're listening, these are the take action steps that Mindy would recommend, and you can check out her information. Also, look in the show notes. We'll have information there on how you can find out more. And thank you so much for being here. And, Mindy, the name of the podcast is Her Brilliant Health, and I wonder if you could share with everyone what that means to you. Oh, so much. <laughs> it's, it's amazing to me, Her Brilliant Health is what happens, what emerges when you let go of what's no longer serving. Mm. Her brilliant health is what emerges when you think about transformation as not what you do, but what you become. And her brilliant health, I believe, is about looking inside and letting the answers come. Mm, awesome beautiful beautifully said thank you so much for sharing that and for all of your wisdom and your passion and your path and your purpose so and great I thank that. you i thank you for for number one the opportunity to share my passion and for inspiring me to think about brilliance oh thank you so much for being here and sharing with us mindy have a great day <laughs> bye-bye awesome Thank you for joining me for this episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. Hopefully you are inspired to take action on some new information you received today. A step towards the bountiful, blissful, beautiful vitality that you deserve. If you have health topics and questions you'd like addressed, please message me on my Facebook page or visit KieranDunstonMD.com and let me know. I'd love to help. Remember to share this podcast on social media and send it to your friends and family who could benefit from it too. If you love the show, please go right now to iTunes, write a review, and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll be the first to know when future episodes are available. Thank you again for joining me. And remember, achieving optimal health isn't magic, it's science. Hey, 
Hey gorgeous, having trouble losing weight, feeling tired, brain foggy, and just plain not like yourself? And you know your hormones are a part of the problem, but your doctor really doesn't have any answers for you and says it's normal for your age. The truth is, if you're a woman and not in tip top 100% shape, then your hormones are always a part of the problem and you need to be properly tested and treated. You could be suffering from hormonal poverty and that's a horrible place to live. Go now to thehormoneclub.com and find out how you can qualify to get your hormone levels properly tested and treated via telemedicine in your state provided by board-certified medical doctors. At thehormoneclub.com, we know that every woman deserves to be hormonally rich and enjoy all the benefits that this brings. At thehormoneclub.com, you'll get what you need to lose weight, regain energy, balance your hormones and your moods, feel sexy and confident, and master midlife. See you at thehormoneclub.com.